My name is Aram, and I am the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, and welcome back for episode 22, Arrest These Men. This will be the last episode before our season one finale, and next week we're going to have a recap episode that'll cover everything we've done so far. But before we get to any of that, we have another shout out for Battle Bards. BattleBards creates unparalleled audio for all of your RPG tabletop needs and have given us access to some of their brand new audio they just released. They have protective magics like bark and stone skin. Mirror image. And one we get a lot of use out of, teleport. They've also got new scripts like the Town Armorsmith. Maybe I can give you a few pointers. Pointer goes in, blood comes out. Or soundscapes like a forest at night. And psionics for mental commands and mind blasts. So if you want your RPG tabletop to sound as good as God's Fall does, check out BattleBards.com. And while you're online, check out GodsFall.com. We've got maps and notes and character portraits, tons of information that'll help flush out the God's Fall world and bring our characters to life. If you want to support God's Fall via Patreon or a one-time donation through PayPal or through picking up an official God's Fall t-shirt, any support you can provide helps us get this podcast out faster, better, and cleaner each and every time. And if you can't donate, drop us a review on iTunes. Every review we get puts the podcast out in front of so many people. It is the best way we have of promoting the show. But enough of that for now. Let's get to the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay, and I am playing Queen Fryany Tinueth, fourth level high elf bard. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm playing Torvik Wildtongue, the level four dwarf paladin. Hi, I'm Doug. I'm playing Doro Knot, the level four halfling rogue. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, a level four human sorcerer. Last week, the party rallied to defend the Queens of Ani as their royal flotilla was attacked by dozens of masked fanatics of the Church of Zavon. I'm gonna just go for Firebolt in the moment. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll insult them at the sentencing phase. <laughs> Yikes. We fear no wallite. <laughs> Once order had been restored, the players combined their divinities to put on a display of strength for the people and remind them of the power of their god king. As the, as the boat's being pulled in, you guys have the flames up yeah. and there's some images and there are people, by the time you get to the edge, people are shouting. They're like, you know, oh, they have to quit. And people are, they don't like to be, people don't like to be made afraid. And they're angry and they're throwing that energy right back into believing. They want to believe because they want to feel safe. So they are completely on board right now. Upon return to the palace, Phryony gave orders to have the leaders of the Church of Zavon rounded up and brought in for questioning. They're just going to go get the council yeah, and bring I want, them in. I want the council brought to me. Yep. And then is there any, like, you know, armed part of the church, the sort of, like, the equivalent of, like, the Knights Templar, the armed, they, the, uh, knight, the, the, the Zavon militants or anything? They were definitely Knights of the, of the church, and they're used more for expeditions. 
So when okay, they go who, out, who who is their immediate? The head of the Knights Alta. Yeah. They are on their way to you as well, Mav. When Doro mentioned the smaller ship Baron Lafleur had left behind, the Queen sent him out with a handful of guards to secure any clues they could find. Uh, go with the halfling. Take my order! No, do not. You follow me now! <laughs> so, so you're Escort him to and from the ship with as little incident as possible. And it's do done. everything I say! As you're marching, you're just like... like yeah, this. I totally, like, pomp and circumstance march out of the... And the guards are like, this is the dumbest mission I've ever been on. They returned with a large wooden map that seemed to track the party's every move over the last few weeks. There are a couple push pins that show the locations you guys have been in. There's a push pin in Turtle Bay. There's a couple of push pins in the water. One of them looks roughly like, I guess, where you guys crossed the Blackwater, right? Like, because there's this one out in the middle of the ocean there. There's one in the bluffs. There's a couple in the Ironwood. And you guys weren't sure exactly where you were in the Ironwood, but there's one near the river. That could be maybe where oh, Steelbeard went. Possibly know any of them. There's a lot of like. There's literally pinpoints where you guys have been, where there haven't been roads, where there haven't been cities, and then like every major event, there seems to be one in there. I don't like the fact that our enemies necessarily know where we've been. Right, especially when the only ones there were us. As they searched for further clues, Phryne spotted a smear of mud with a blue shimmer that looked oddly familiar. Close your hand over it and you focus. And you think about this for a long time. And it takes you a while because initially everything, like as soon as you open your eyes back up, you are blind and you have to squeeze them shut for a second. You just carefully open them and you kind of start filtering out layers and layers and pushing this magic back and just kind of focusing down, down, down until you just look at the mud. And then it like lights up, like kind of like above everything else. And you kind of like just kind of hone on that. You definitely get uh, whatever school would be detection or finding someone or scrying, whatever. Divination. Divination. Yeah. divination magic. Yes, this is divination magic. We were hoodwinked by those damn elves. Ugh, never trust those wild elves. At the very least, someone's been tracking you. Well, then I would return to Phryne mm -hmm. uh, and uh, her holiness, the God Queen, I would say, I, I apologize. I failed you. As I cannot you get, find Doro. Ugh, no one can ever find him when you need him. And as you're doing that, Brannock comes in after you, after you guys, and he's like, Your Majesties? And the Queen is also still talking with Advisor angrily, by the way. She's pissed about this entire thing. It has not calmed down since you guys have gotten back. So she kind of rounds on Brannock. What? Ma'am, uh, the, the Advisors are, are ready? They're, they're, we have them in a room, and uh, we can't find the head of the church. He's gone. No one knows where he is. No one's seen him since the festival. No one knows what happened. We're still looking. Where was the last time that he's been seen, and where? The last time that the, the last time that he had been seen. Well, hang on. well, we got like we were talking to people, and they saw him definitely earlier, and he was at. The festivals, like when people were lighting up and there were some parades and things before the main, and he was there, and then the fighting happened, and then he's just gone. No one knows what happened to him. Bring me his own personal copy of the Book of Zavon. Bring me whatever you can find that is his. Okay, um, I got, and he like literally leans out the door and pulls a prisoner into the room. He's like, I got this guy because I'm not letting him out. Do you want me to send people? Or you want me to like drag him around? 
Because he literally is not let this guy out. He followed your orders to the T. He has drugged the prisoner with him everywhere he has gone. It's a previous command. He has done exactly what you said to do. So it's like a golem? Um, He has a stone too? The guy is bound. (laughs) The guy is bound and gagged and looks almost unconscious, basically. Oh, Brannock. him up a little, wake him up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, give him some rabbit root. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, maybe air a bucket of water in the bucket face. Bucket of cold water. Yes, done. Um, perhaps some light water pouring. Perhaps we should do this elsewhere for doing a uh, interrogation. Does, who's in the room right now? You guys, Serena, uh, in and then a couple um, high advisors, and then also some people running in and out, like bringing food and stuff like that. So it is a little high trafficking. Well, I think that perhaps people should not be bringing in. Food. That could be done easily. You're no, people should never, and that actually just would be a good rule of, so we don't have to say it every gotcha. time. Gotcha. Like, every time we're discussing anything that is sensitive material, mm-hmm. assume that the chamber is locked and sealed. Fair enough. Um, Seal the chamber. Leave us. Yes, exactly. Done. <laughs> and they pass. They all drop what they have and they leave the room. What is your name? Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and, uh, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on. Joanne. No, he's also a, uh, oh, he? he won't answer. Jeremy. No, he won't answer. He was a zealot. He refuses to answer. He, just, he just stares Jeremy. at you. It's- I use my divinity to raise him into the air. Okay, you have risen him into the air. His eyes have gone wide and he's clearly frightened, but he's still fighting, you know? We should. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I amplify his fear? Yes, yes, you can. Roll a charisma. Uh, twenty-one. Yeah, that's not. That's not. Okay, he, he shits himself. Yeah, okay. He, <laughs> he starts to sweat and look nervous, and like your voice takes on that really scary quality that it has, and it kind of like the you know, the move a deep shit, right? <laughs> and he just pisses himself. He openly pisses himself right there in front of all of you. That's how frightened he is. So I repeat the question, what is your name? Cecil? <laughs> <laughs> With my brother Jericho? Um, who gave you your orders? Perception. 18 plus... Yeah, yeah you can see it and you'll be able to react. You see his tongue jut up into, the, into his back left tooth and you hear a snap. You can see him, like he just pushed the, like a back tooth off. He cracked the tooth with his tongue or something. Okay, well I'm going to attempt to force that tooth out of his mouth. Alright, excellent. Uh, roll me a dexterity. 15. Alright, I need a second one now. 15. Okay, so you hear the snap and you just kind of like refocus where you, where you are. The guy drops to the ground, and you pluck the tooth and rip it, basically, because it, it was, he broke it, but it wasn't out. So you tear it out of his mouth as a cloud of gas, like a little kind of orangish yellow cloud of gas escapes from his mouth and you're able to step back and almost kind of 
like it almost seems like you redirected the cloud a bit to protect you and this kind of evaporates above you and he is choking like some of the stuff is in his mouth and he's choking and coughing. Hera, help this man. Boom! And fire erupts. You hear a scream and it fades and there's a, just a naked man in front of you now. Terri- terrified and trembling. I redirect my force and force him back up. Okay. It's a naked man just terrified, almost wailing in front of you now. He's like, I didn't, like, they told me to do it, they told me to do it. I Who's they? He's like weeping and sobbing. Okay, so I'm like, going to project calm, but not happy calm. <laughs> okay. Right. I just sort of like, ugh, Caitlin when she was weeping, just yeah. ugh. At this point, he's really got no will to resist yet. And he's like, they brought us all together, and they told us that we had to get rid of you. Who is they? And he just he, he describes a church on the south end. There's there's a couple of Zavon churches. The one that he's des- describing is more used by farmers and the merchants and people on the outside rim. But he's describing a church to the south. One of the churches of Zavon. Each of the each of the centers basically has a main church, and this is one of them. This is the open air one that you guys had seen earlier. So it'd be the church of the of the people. The other ones in various levels of like either authority or like like one is the knights center, one is the council, and this one is just kind of the open church to everyone. But there's also meetings that they have there, and apparently there was a, he's, he's describing a prayer meeting late last evening where uh, maybe a hundred people were brought together, and the and there's a, a leader that he describes that you know well. The leader is from uh, Wessel, and is the church, and like heads the flock in the church of Wessel, but also runs the main public church here. Were you given any other orders? No, they were given orders. I mean, he'd, ex- he'd expect to live. He clearly did not expect to live through this experience. He had like spray painted his mouth. Yes, yes, yes. All the glory! Yes, exactly. From, um, do you know, were, were there others with you when you were called to join? Well, I mean, his particular experience, let's say that he was washing uh, rags in the back, you know, and he was, he, he was doing laundry, and they had a call to order. There had been a couple talks. It wasn't like an all-church call. Like the way that he describes it is that there are some people who apparently are more fervent, and there had been a lot of discussions before the God Queen had left, I'm sorry, before the God King had left that some people didn't fully believe what was going on. They didn't believe that people were worshipful enough. They, 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 everyone felt like after the peace, some people had fallen away, that they weren't quite as respectful, that they'd gone back to believing more in themselves than believing in the gods. And they felt like there wasn't enough respect and worship towards towards Zavon. So the more right wingers have been grumbling for a while. The recent events kind of brought all that to the front. So it's kind of a network within it, but not an official church policy that you can tell. Right. So not we're, we're, trying, we're trying to determine the, the size of this conspiracy. It, right. it, it seems to be, as far as he knows, he doesn't seem that high up in it. Right. But it looks like he thinks there's about a hundred people, and that that power center was definitely around this church in the south. I don't think we're getting anything else out of this peasant, so... I drop him. <laughs> um, Brannock, see that he's imprisoned. Grabs this one, picks him up. Yes, ma'am. And takes him out. Um, and if he has another tooth, so be it. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So he's 
taken him. Actually, hmm? Brannock, see that someone else takes him to be yeah, in prison. Of course. Guys, so what's right the, to the cell. And I legitimately asked him, so what's the name of the head of the South Church? Yeah, we do need a name. Okay, that's going to be a good name. So give me one second, I will generate it. Take your time. Yep, thank you. Aaron. Um, <laughs> Aaron. His I name is Aaron. Tim. I am Phil. Okay, I am Phil. 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 Phil is a good one. <laughs> Phil the priest. Hi, I'm Phil the priest. Murderous priest. Murderous priest. Okay, I am a murderous priest. Phil. Beware the wrath of Phil! <laughs> Bring me Phil. My arch nemesis, Phil! That works actually. I like that. Kobe. K O B I Taya. T A Y A. That's his middle name. Taya. Last name Bryant. What? No, it's not Kobe Bryant. So his Kobe name Taya. is Phil. Kobe and, Taya. And uh, <laughs> High Priest Taya. Well, not, not for long. Apostate Taya. Lowly prisoner Taya. Brannock, is Taya among those who you have brought to me? No, that priest is missing. No, I'm sorry. That is new information. They haven't gone after him yet. They can go after him now. Um. Yes, I mean, bring me... We can, we, we can just go... They have a local leadership. We can go, but that's just a little much for. We can go get all of them. We can just go get them all. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm, Yes. That's why I. You know. I don't want to be seen as rounding up the entire church. Yes, ma'am. And a move against them because that will only inflame things more. Do we have any sort of tactical strike team? Yes, ma'am. Send them and bring me the basketball priest. Yes, ma'am. He goes out into the hallway, and you see him picking individual people. Like, he's going down, and he's like, John, Riley, Phil, Terrence, Phil, Phil <laughs> Sandra, um, Becky, Becky, you're coming. All right. And, so he leaves with about six people. Okay, and before they leave, quietly, mm-hmm. subtly, no fuss, no one sees you in, no one sees you out. Yes, ma'am. 20 minutes later, you have a big explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Three dragon turtles. Three dragon turtles. Wait a minute. I'm Doro <laughs> All right, so they go marching out. So in this room right now is you are writing, you are writing. So it's just you it's just two. the two of us, some advisors, and... Um, Para. Yeah, Para. gotcha. Excellent. Oh, and uh, my bitchy friend. Or bring oh. bring my bitchy friend oh, to yes. me. And the god queen. Yes, yes, and well, the God Queen is still, well, the God Queen is only yelling at people because they've all been sent out of, well, she sent them all out of the room, but she is just going over papers, and she's basically at that table, pouring over everything that they pulled off, and she's kind of been focused on that. Your friend is just kind of thinking, like, in the back, you know, having a glass of champagne, and perhaps a light nosh, just walks over to you, like, your majesty, wonderful to see you. What's her name again? I don't think she's ever had a name. Yeah, let's... Of course she has. Hang on, she's... So, Elfrenemy of Frying. Trying to find a real even wrote frenemy. Frenemy of <laughs> I like that. It's nicely yeah, it's it's nicely alliterative. We should spell frenemy also with a ph. Yes. Maybe her tag. Okay. Maybe 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 her name could just be frenemy with a ph. Frenemy with ph. Because it's all ph names. That's kind of funny actually. Presumably the term does not exist. In... No. It would yeah. Not... P h r i m i n a m i. Fine. Fine. Frenemy. 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 How about Frenemy? Frenemy. 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 Yes, that is her name. Her name is Frenemy. So Frenemy comes lighting over to you. And you know what? Everything she said to you was perfectly honest. 
It is terrible shame about the fact that it was canceled. And she does think you look lovely. Well, it was entirely canceled. And, then, and she doesn't really. Well, that was pretty much canceled. I mean, <laughs> and she does, and she gets backhand compliments. This one is completely missed. Also, I mean, she's talking to the queen now, and she's not dumb, you know. And how are you doing after your ordeal? I, I do believe I'm. Fu- I mean, ruined, right? Otherwise, yes, that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> No, she, she, should go change. She, she is a drowned rat here. I mean, and, and even though she's still poised, she holds herself well, she works the best with what she has, but she looks like a drowned rat. Maybe so apparently she's not terribly upset about watching drunk Alf get like murdered in she front of her. She couldn't give a shit. Hasn't even mentioned him. She's literally got blood on her from him and doesn't seem to give a fuck. Have you seen Alrod? No, I have not. Is she lying? No, she isn't. She really isn't. Like, like she seems surprised by it. But at the same point, she's like, I mean, whoever notices him. But no, no, I have not seen I have not seen him since yesterday. Well, he will have to be informed about the tragedy that has met his brother. Oh, right, yes. Shame that. Is she lying there? No, I mean, I mean she doesn't care, but she's right. not lying. No, it is a shame, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you know, she's telling the As truth. As one says. Right, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't seem to feel any malice towards him, but she clearly doesn't give a fuck. Well, frenemy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so perfect. <laughs> yes, Your Majesty. These are clearly unsettled times. Well, I need to know that I can count on you and can count on your loyalty to me and to my queen. Your Majesty, I realize these are troubling times. I realize this is not how your administration should have started. It should have been celebrated. And we must maintain order for the city to prosper. You have, of course, my undying loyalty. And she's telling the truth. Okay, that's all I wanted to establish. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she knows where her breath's but look, all she wants is to be light off fancy all of the time. And you have the best chance of her being as light off fancy as she wants to be. So she wants stability. She's on board. Right, well, friend of me. <laughs> I eventually stopped laughing at that. Never not going to be fun to say. <laughs> sort of sad that she won't have more reason to be around. Are you going to live though? Um, <laughs> Unless Just you so make one. Yeah. Pull, um, pull a Doro and make a, the NPC. That's true. It's just invented. Just pull. Well, I mean, she's always been flirting around. Like, right. this is the third time we've seen her, so it's so fair enough. You know, yeah, she's a this is like this is this is like that background actor that gets bumped up to like right. season regular. Right, right. Yeah. Well done. You are, you are clearly in need of some rest. I can think of no one more well connected. Uh, particularly to many of the networks of information that flow throughout the palace. And if you could just speak to people as you do and let me know what you hear. We have obviously the formal networks, but we saw what good that was. And little birds will hear what they will. I shall go about and just talk to some people for you, Your Majesty, of and we shall chat. Deep, well, deep curtsy, deep curtsy, and like, like she drips as she does it, but she's still very, very poised, and she lives, and she's off. Walking backwards. Good <laughs> task. She will be perfect for this goal. You were walking through the palace, you made three rolls. You were sneaking around, you ducked Zion and Para very easily. You circle back into the palace, you duck some guards, you snuck around some rooms, you're just looking for Torvik. Torvik. And you can't find him, and you can't find him, you're kind of peeking around this wall, and you feel a little tug on the back of your leg. 
And there is oinkers. You've got, your, you've got the, uh, the cuff of your pants full oh. in her mouth and just <laughs> Oinkers! Yay! Oh. And there's... So headbutt, headbutt. And she's like leading me somewhere? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah. She, there's an open door right behind her. It's kind of pulling her. It's kind oh, of pulling okay. you back. All right, well, I go... I just go into the room. Mary's basically. like... You, you ever see the picture of like a guy on this couch? He's got like his carburetor and everything around him. So that's basically yes. that's basically Torvik right now. He just kind of found a spot. There's metal rings and clamps and like a bit of fire and like all this stuff all around him. Well, I just not even paying attention to anything going on. Just working away, not even diligently. Just I close the door behind me and say, Torvik. There you are! I've been looking everywhere for you! Hey, Doro. How's it going? What are you doing in here? Uh, just... I needed to get away for a while. I needed to get away from everybody just... for a minute. Some time, what? Time to think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The same guy that drinks every night and wants to party is gonna be the gloomy Gus today? <laughs> and I grab my big thing of ale and lift it up. Oh, okay. Well, at least you're inebriated. Or inebriated. <laughs> uh, well then, I have... Listen, if you're in a bad mood, I have some great news for you! What? Check it out! And I take out his paper with his, his wanted poster. Exactly. Yeah. What is this? And I hand it to him and say, look, now you're like me! Poaching? What? What yeah. is this? What, who's poaching? Well, you are! That's you in the picture. No shit. So I look in and, mm -hmm. and I recognize exactly the area. Exactly below, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I recognize the areas. Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Isn't this great? You break the law too. Apparently those were two legal hunters and you walked up uh, to them, threatened them with physical violence and then stole their legal catch. Details. <laughs> what I'm talking about, Torvik, is the future of our guild. And I just don't worry. I'll draw up all the logistics. I look at him and I just look right back do. down to my email and just first. Start and I continue to just lay out what's going to happen, like as if he's paying attention oh, oh, and taking by the way, notes. Oinkers is right next to you, listening to every single thing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, and as you're like starting to like describe thieves, Guild Oinkers kind of like like ducks down, like walking along the table and like walking up behind the thing and sneaking behind the and then walking up behind the next the next thing and all you can always see her little tail always no matter how well she hides the little tail after a while out. in my descriptions I start using her as, as assistants like I pretend to be the guard and I'm going after her yes. and this is what we do when we have to we need a safe fall to go back to when stuff so I'm the guard and I'm coming out the workers and, okay. and you're basically setting up the same grid we set up so there's like a tanker that represents this and Winkers is over here as a little piece he yeah. keeps he keeps taking like stuff that I need and like he sets it up and then I yes. just Absolutely. This is the treasure. I reach for it's not there. I look and I grab it, and he steals something else and puts it down there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yes. It's perfect. Anyway. What What does this all have to do with me? I'm not a thief. You what? Well, you don't have to be a thief. I'm not a rogue. I'm not sneaky. Yes, but you. I can barely fight. Look what you're doing. You're building something. That's extremely useful. This is what I've done my whole life. That's and all the more have. reason you should be in the guild. And now that you've. <laughs> Now that you've broken the seal, as we like to say, oh God, what is you're, all, you're, you're halfway into it. We just got to make sure your back's into it. So whatever's happening here better be the best thing you ever made. And I'm going to make sure of it. What do you need? Winkers, by the way, just kind of like sees you've got a little bit of work done and like walks over there and just kind of wiggles herself underneath it and kind of looks. I'm making chain mail for Oinkers. 
She needs. She runs away all the time, but posing with it, leaning with it, getting the glint of the metal in the candle light as she walks around. She's growing at an alarming rate. So I figure if she's growing this fast, she's gonna be a big pig tip someday. Armor for the pig. I know. I can go work on the logistics and find new recruits. You stay here and work on your pig armor. There's like a, there's, I mean, there's, there's, these are big rooms. You could go to another desk and work right there alongside them in the room. There's paper and pens and oh, pencils. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, then I go and do that. I actually, right. I'll kind of... No, you know what? I want to leave him alone. At that point, I clearly made the, the distinction that he does this to... So I'm leaving him alone. There's a side So room. I go, yeah, I sure. leave to go. So you're walking through some rooms. There's a, there's a long hallway with a bunch of doors. You're just kind of ducking in one door after the next, seeing which ones are unlocked, seeing if anything's inside any of these doorways. And then you come across a small bedroom and Caitlin's in it. She's sleeping on a bed in the center of the room. There's a couple of tables around her with bowls of water and fruits and like a little towel has been dampened and placed across her forehead, and it looks like she's having a particularly bad nightmare. She's fretting about, and her fists are clenched, and she's sweating a lot, and seems to be kind of like groaning or letting out little wails. But is anyone tending to her? No, there's no one in the room. Is there anyone in the hall around? No, there's no one in the hallway. There's no one in the stage. It's kind of it's left a, this girl in this room like this. It's a quieter place. I mean, she's been there for some time, and she may just be having a nightmare. I am going to look for pen and paper in this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while, kind of, if she wakes up with a startle, I could be like, oh, whoa, whoa stop. It was a nightmare or sure. something. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right, Not so, trying to interfere or anything, but, but I'm still trying to look her. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I robbed a place. It's pen and paper. So there are two little uh, nightstands next to her bed with drawers in them. So you go into look into there. You pull a drawer open. She bolts it at bed, and her little hand darts towards you. She wakes up. Yeah. What do you do? Do you pull back or? No, I'd let her grab me. Okay. She's probably having a nightmare. Boom. She grabs your wrist, and she looks at you, and her eyes are like spinning they're that kind of purple pink miasma that this that you would see when you go in into the astral realm just two glowing orbs of that and she just looks right at you and she says you can't can't hear your door only the monsters are here and then you just fall unconscious like into a weird blackness that seems to well up from inside you take hold of you and you just spin into oblivion wake up and you're on the bed. Is she still there? No one's in the room. What was that? She's not in the bed. She's not in the bed. The pitcher of water's gone. All the things are gone. The bed's made. It's like she was never here. I'm gonna look out in the hall. This is strange. Okay. Why was I left in this room unconscious and she was just taken out or left or whatever? Why'd she leave me here? You walk out into the hallway and there is a very long hallway that stretches out ending in a door in either direction. And there are doors along the side all the way out. To the west, to your left, there is the little girl, Caitlin. She's just standing in the, in the hallway, maybe 50 feet away, and her eyes are still glowing. And she just looks at you, and she says, you can't be here. Only, Caitlin? Only monsters live here. And a door just opens beside her, bathing her in an amber light, and she goes to step through it. Wait, Caitlin! you run up to her? Yeah, I go over to try and like... As you, you run going? up, she steps through and the door slams behind her. 
I attempt to open the door. All right. You grab the door handle. It's open. Okay. Well, uh, I don't go through it, but I do look inside. Okay. You open it. Inside is your old thieves' den. There's this old warehouse that you guys had taken over. It had been long abandoned, and you had basically all the windows and doors are always boarded up, but you had other entrances in. So as as that is now all the windows and doors are boarded up and little cracks of sunlight are coming through. All of your old guildmates are there, all the other halflings. Basso's at a table at the far end and everyone else is playing cards or drinking or rolling dice and they're all kind of positioned with their backs towards you. Guys? What? How? How? Wait! Everyone is just doing what they're doing. And if you like walk into the room to kind of get a better look, Right? It's like, as you move, no matter how you position yourself, you always seem to be either looking at the backs of people or the tops of their heads. I call out to them uh, different names for different people that I go up to and try to turn them around physically. All right, so you walk up to the first guy and you spin him around and then he just collapses into a pile of bones and dust and clothing. What is going on here? As you do, all their heads turn to meet yours and they're all skeletal with these glowing blue eyes. And Basso lifts his head and looks at yours and he says, you killed us, Doro. You killed us all. And they draw weapons and they start to surround you. I cast turn. Roll initiative. (laughs) Yeah, no. Five. I got a 18. (laughs) So, one of them, one of the skeletons, leaps up from his table and swings at you with a scimitar, and it's a natural 20. He's going to have to roll double damage for that. So you're just stunned, and you're kind of backing up, and you feel a sharp, painful bite as someone sinks a blade deep into your shoulder. You are bleeding and lose seven hit points. Another one comes up behind him misses you and one misses you completely and stumbles into the other ones which kind of trip a bunch of them which keep them off of off of you so you're backing up now and there's like a horseshoe of skeletons coming towards you what do you do is there a uh, is the door that i came through still open it is open yes there's a doorway behind you open and the hallway is is there the doorway just seems to hang in the middle of the air. It's not connected to a wall or anything. The doorway in the thieves' den or the doorway in the hall? The doorway back into the hallway. So on the inside of the thieves' den, it just looks like a door. Yeah, you're kind of in the middle of this large open room, which which, which used to be a where it used to be a warehouse, and hanging in the middle of it's just a door. Yeah, about twenty feet behind you is simply this door cut in nothingness that then exits back into the hallway. Um, Admittedly, that seems odd. Who cut me? I mean, it's a skeleton. However. He's wearing a jacket that sure looks like Roderick. Roderick. That's literally out of like a dungeon book. Hang on. Roderick. Roderick Tallfellow. And he is a particularly tall halfling. Terrible name. Are you sure it's not Brandon? No, it's Roderick Tallfellow. (laughs) I'm going to call him Ted. And he's this tall, thin halfling, just like a rod. So everyone calls him Rod. That's his nickname. So Rod leaps up and stabs you. Fuck you. Can't on this on the spot. It's good. I need it. I die from his name. I teleport up into the rafters. Okay. So as they're closing in towards you, you reach out to that familiar bridge in order to teleport, and there's 
nothing there. It's not like it's blocked. It's not like you can't get there. It's like it never existed. You never had this power. It just feels, you feel reset. Okay, that doesn't work anymore. Plan B! And I run out the door. Okay. <laughs> dash, actually. Okay, you dash there out the doorway into the hallway. The door slams shut behind you and you're now in this hallway. I grab my wound. <sighs> what? Where am I? Okay. Caitlin is now in the hallway as well, at the end of the west end of the hallway, right in front of that last door, which is open and just shining brilliant light in through her. You can hear the faint sound of gulls and the murmur of people behind her as she smiles at you with those same glowing eyes and steps through the doorway. Caitlin, wait! You go after her? I start to and then stop mm-hmm. and my rogue brain kicks in and I, and I check the other doors. All locked. <laughs> one after the next. Pick one. There's no lock to pick. It's oh. just a handle. It's just a round handle. And it doesn't turn? It just spins and spins and spins. What kind of place is this? I kick the door. Mm-hmm. What is going on? I guess I should go look what that room is she went into. So I go take a look. Around it's just an open doorway door frame. with blinding light coming through it. So I can't look into mm. it. Can I put my hand in the light? Like it's not mm-hmm. Absolutely. a resistance or anything, yeah. is it? You kind of reach through the portal kind of like this, like leading your head back as far as possible and just reaching with your fingers in and it feels warm. Which the saying of itself is like a two foot reach. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not really like getting far. very far. But you do reach as far as you can and it feels warm. It feels like sunlight. I pull my arm back and look at it, shrug, and I give myself a little running start, and then I run and jump in through the door. All right, I want you to roll dexterity. 20. Okay, you run and jump through the door, and all of a sudden you're in the main circular market of Ani around the inner harbor, and you are flying in midair towards a melon cart. You do a quick dodge last minute and just barely avoid slamming into a group of melons as an old woman. Excuse me! Oh, it's you! As, as she starts, it's as she starts, you. I've already shoved her by. Oh, no! Go away! And I'm looking for Caitlyn. Oh, how did you? No, 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 she can say whatever she wants. I got a 19 on search. Alright, so you're just gonna roll. I'm just looking for Caitlyn. You just roll past her. And I literally she, shoved this woman As away. she's smacking you with like this little like uh, straw hand broom she has to, you know, whack dust off her belly. It's like, oh! Ruffians! Ruffians! my melons and she's whacking you with them whack dust off her melons <laughs> have you never owned a melon cart sir you clearly wipe them off look there's dust in this place you don't even know how to dust do you you just beat it with this straw thing right <laughs> the point is, this isn't little house on the prairie the point is she has something to hit you with in her hand and she does so she swings at you as you Roll. Does an 18 hit you? Yes. Good. You take one point of damage as she smacks you in the face with this wooden... I stab her in the neck wow. and sup upon her soul. Do you really have to No, keep going. I don't do this, clearly. Right. You keep going. She's like, oh, oh. And you see Caitlin in the water. She's just standing in the middle of the harbor between the edge where you are and the fountain on the water just looking at you. Caitlin! What? How, wait, how are you doing that? Do you go up to the edge of the water? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I get up there, say that, expecting some kind of response. Sure. But how are you doing that? She just turns to look at you, 
and she waves, and then a golden hand closes around her, completely enveloping her, and drags her under the water as a second hand, and the giant seaweed-covered, barnacle-encrusted body of a golem slams out of the water and goes to strike you. Because then it would be 12, I mean... Slams a hand down right next to you, like inches from you as you go stumbling backwards. As you turn, you can see that the crowd has gone to gather in a horseshoe around you, pressing you towards the water. As their faces turn, they're all skeletal. They all have glowing eyes. You see soldiers from that ship that was destroyed by the dragon turtle. You see people who were from Turtle Bay. You see other soldiers who were killed by the golem as he rampaged through town. You see people that were cut down by the wall lights during the, during the procession through the harbor. And they all are skeletal and they all raise fingers to point to you and they say, you've killed us, Doro. You've killed us all. And they began to close it around you. on my hips like Peter Pan and say, no, I didn't. You all got yourselves killed. And I look back to where Caitlin went under the water. I say, Caitlin! And I go to jump off of the golem to dive into the water where she went down. So basically run up his hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I want to, I want a dexterity roll. Okay. Kratos! Uh, 13. Okay. You go running up as you go, basically a scampering up his arm, you get to about his shoulder, a 19's gonna grab yeah, you, right? Yeah, yeah. Boom, he just kinda closes his fist <laughs> around you, and you're just kinda like pinned in. I need, yeah. a, I need a strength roll. No. <laughs> really? Yeah, I need a strength roll. Oh, 19! Still not enough. Come though. on! I got 22, it's still not enough, and I will I blow. bite the golem's hand! Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he just kinda lifts you, opens his mouth up, drops you whole right down it and you fall into complete blackness. When you regain consciousness, you are on a long, wide road that stretches out impossibly behind you. All around you are mountains and ash and rock and broken earth, except for this long, perfect road that seems to end in a world storm directly in front of you. The world storm towers a mile above you, this wage of fury and destruction only about 40, 50 feet from you. But the winds don't touch you. It's perfectly calm where you are. What's this road made of? Uh, it looks like basically one foot by one foot perfect black cubes of some sort of coal-like flat stone. It's, it's not like very granite, reflective. Like a black granite? It's not, it's not like anything you've seen. It's really hard to tell. Well, actually, hang on. Roll an intelligence roll. Look at this. Yeah! 18! It looks a lot like the rock from the meteors as it was taking over... The zombies? Brannick's, yeah, that rock you saw taking over Brannock's body before Paris saved him. That's what this rock looks like. Did I see any of that meteor when it was in the sky? When... Uh... In the sky, not really. It's hard to make it... You can't really look at a rock in the, in the, in the, in the sky and say this one's made. Would I have seen any of the rock after it hit the ground in the, and we were fighting the zombies outside that temple? So it's the same rock that looks like it was taking over the zombies. You never so really saw it on the ground, yeah. but you did see it in the zombies. 
What's back the other way? If that's the world storm, that clearly leads to the union. Doesn't that way lead to the, the, the neck of Jardin? The road seems to continue on that forever, is? but as you know, that road is some 500 miles long, so it just vanishes over the horizon. And then there are some looming mountains behind it because they're so fucking tall. But that's all you can see. Well, I get up because I feel like if I had fallen into this golem and appeared here, I probably would have like fallen off camera onto the ground. Sure. Right. Fair uh, yep. No, you are face ow! down on the ground. Absolutely. He ate me. Wait. No, he didn't. Okay. And I get up and look around. As Where? You, as, what? How am I here now? As you go to push yourself up, so you put your palms flat on the road, this kind of thick, flat, black rock fills as if you pour dye into water, fills with this cloud of purple and pink, as if your hands touched the rock and the astral realm spilled out of them and into these rocks, as if these rocks held liquid. As it shoots off to the, as, as it shoots off away from you and away from the world of storm, it fills the area with light. As it shoots towards the world storm wall, it parts open. And as it does so, you can see the Union in the distance. The God King stands atop of the Union. His eyes are sunken and withered, and he looks exhausted as he leans on an edge of it, just barely holding himself up, surveying the vast wasteland below. Time seems to rapidly spin up at this moment, the second you lock eyes with him. You see suns and moons rise and fall. You see time go past for about a month, and then you see the world storm fall away for the hour of the God's War. And you see the God King gain hope for a moment. He raises his eyes. They look slightly more lifelike, but the hour passes and the world storm returns. And you see darkness start to form in the God King. He grows pale and withered. His flesh begins to hang off him in strips and bones starts to protrude through him and eventually he's just gone and all that's left is this malevolent undead force that lifts his arms to raise an army of millions of undead that pour from the ground just as the world storm falls. joining us for another episode of God's Fall. This is the last new actual play we're going to have before the season finale, episode 24. The next episode, 23, is going to be a recap of the entire first season up until this point. So be sure to come back and listen to us next week and go to the website godsfall.com WB and check out the previews we've put up for our world book. We're going to be working on that during the two-month break between the end of Season 1 and the beginning of Season 2. And all of our Patreon supporters are going to get a sneak preview of the entire book before we put art in it. So check out Godsfall.com, support us in any way you can, or go to iTunes and drop us a review. Everyone you guys write up puts us in front of a ton of people. It's the best way we have of promoting the show. So again, thank you for listening, thank you for your support, and we will see you next week.